Welcome, friends, to Crazy Women Country, where women's voices matter. We bring you the greatest female voices in the music industry, from the artists, songwriters, and producers, to managers and executives, and all the women who make the music industry what it is today. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, friends, to another Crazy Women Country interview. I'm Donna, and today we are here with three at home. Mary and Dan are part of the duo. So uh, welcome. How are y'all doing? Doing great. Thanks for having us. It's my pleasure. I was excited when I was listening to some of your music. I was like, oh, great music. Great music and beautiful harmony. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you very much. (laughs) And I think Dan froze on us already. I think he did. I think he did. The joys <laughs> of Zoom, about right? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, as soon as Dan comes back, we'll catch up with him. But right. um, we love to start off with the... Oh, I think he totally left us now. Okay, so we'll just stop <laughs> a second. Hold on, everyone. We're just going to pause a minute. Oh. And hi, hi right, you're back. Timing. Absolute perfect timing for the, the app. Yeah, to say no i'm sorry you're not getting interviewed right now that's gonna be- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. well I'm, I'm so glad you came back we missed you yes we did yes and, and so thank you ticker, i, I, I again, feel ticker. missed i appreciate it <laughs> hello ticker <laughs> oh so we were just about to start with the most difficult question ever Ooh. who is okay. free at home Ooh. Ooh. well I'm Mary, oh, I'm Dan, and that's Dan. And that's Mary. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Mary, and that's Dan. Um, and that's the intro we've used for a long time. Yeah. Um, that's, that's that's the for a very long time. Yeah, um, but we've uh, recently uh, taken out a drummer as well, Kari, um, and they've started playing with us uh, more regularly. But um, yeah, we are a couple of songwriters who each had our own um, careers going for about a decade apiece and then started playing together several years back. And um, it's been terrific. A lot more fun playing together than uh, playing separately, that's for sure. Um, and a, a lot more. I think it's been really beneficial for both of us. So, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Um. Uh, I'm trying to think of like yeah like we I don't know genre genre wise um, um, we I know it's like with that difficult talk- question right so tell right, me about yourself question right. Right? it is the hardest question it's absolutely it the is. hardest question it is it is um, yeah we um, we're a rock band um, but have a lot of folky Americana country all bleeding into there and um, you know. Um, I like our new little pitch thing. That was the uh, Fleetwood Mac and then uh, throw in some Frank Turner and some Brandy Carlisle. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's kind of, I think, uh, good harmonies, uh, mm-hmm. good messages, lots of fun when we play shows, but also there are some songs that are going to leave people crying. Yep. So. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. You have some great music Thank out. You. Thank you. Thank you very yeah. much. Thank you. So I know, I know you've had three recent releases. So let's talk about the first two, because apparently you have some stickers and magnets for them. Oh, I do. Yeah. If my computer actually behaves itself, it doesn't throw me off again. We have, st- <laughs> we have stickers <laughs> and magnets. Um, for first, we have Magnificat, which is that one there. It's a little shiny. Mm-hmm. Um, and that one, um, Mary wrote, and it's just this amazing song. Um, Thank you. And it's... It's my favorite of all of Mary's songs, except for the other ones that are my favorites. Uh, and <laughs> uh, it's just this beautiful kind of like, it, it started off a little bit like a, very haunting almost. There's a less um, uh, fuzzy version. Uh, and, and we, in the last time now that we have a drummer, we went to this, the rehearsal studio and we actually stepped it up and it's, it's, it's rocking and, and it makes me very happy. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, the track we put out was was a little more was a little more stripped down, but um, because well, it was just we, the two of us too. So could, yeah, it was just the two uh, of us, and um, 
that one yeah magnificat was um i started writing that in 2018 um kind of in the midst of the when like the me too movement was kind of like really coming into the public sphere in a in like a bigger way um and um was kind of writing it from a place of frustration and anger and also uh seeing that coupled with um uh like further further issues with um abuse scandals coming out of the catholic church and i was raised catholic and you know it's still like in many ways like a piece of my identity and so i found a lot of frustration in that and watching um watching all these feeling like there were all these systems of power where just like people weren't getting heard and um i felt like that one was especially it was like in catholicism uh the figure of jesus mother mary is really she's really upheld and sort of upheld as sort of like this is the ideal woman like this is how you be a woman and i never found her super relatable and um then i started thinking about like you know well like what if that wasn't her like the stories that we know she never told them so and how many other you know how many other women how many other folks who aren't cis men can say the same you know like that they didn't get to tell their own story um so it it gave me um it gave me a good framework to sort of process my frustrations (laughs) at the time so yeah beautiful song thank you thank you um, and then Athena was the other one we put out in July and Dan wrote that one. Um, that is also like one of my favorite Dan Russo songs, except for all the others <laughs> that are my favorites. And uh, yeah, um, you can talk about that one, Dan. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, I got this idea in my head of, of um, I was visiting the Parthenon in Nashville and just seeing, I'm, I'm, I actually, I have a, I have a degree in classics, so I it's one of those things that I'm always super interested in and Greek and Rome and all that kind of ancient history. Um, and when I saw it, I got this, this, this like ringing in my head for for weeks was was uh, the line, "Oh Athena, I have a headache," and I thought it'd be a cool way to start a song. Um, and then it just went into basically this this song about um, realizing that it's okay to ask for help and that there are plenty of people who you can reach out to. And, and I had this also this idea of um, in, in ancient Irish religion, there's this idea of this tripartite goddess. Um, and so I was thinking about that. And Athena was the first one. Uh, the second verse is about St. Bridget, who is a very important figure in um Irish and Celtic Christianity. And then the third one was Lilith, the, where we get Lilith Fair from, um, who was Adam's other wife. And uh, there's a whole like, kind of like mythology and story about uh, her and, and, and how this, this kind of like really important female empowerment movement too, which is really, I think, it's important to kind of recognize and, and remind people about. So, Also a beautiful song. Because I'm, I'm sure some people have not heard it yet, so I'm going to let you all know to go check these out after the interview. We will yep. have all it's, the links and descriptions. It's a little more rocky and sing-alongy than the, uh, yes. than the other ones. Yeah, the men, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the recent release, which is Shatter Me, tell us about that. Did now? Did you two write it together? Here's or the problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> we haven't made we have made stickers for that one as so of, the stickers are as on of their recording. Way. Stickers, oh, they the are. The stickers will be here on the fifteenth. So if you're watching those after the fifteenth, we have stickers. Please come talk to us. We will be more than happy yeah. to, to give you stickers <laughs> for for um, Shatter Me as well. Yep. Um. Yeah. Shatter Me. Um. I I wrote that one a long time ago. Well, it feels like a long time ago now. It was a few years back, but um, it's been it's been a long time coming for actually like recording it um and uh you didn't want to play it at first until i encouraged no, you to play it more. that yeah. is correct yeah. <laughs> i was very nervous i think i sat on it for a year maybe before i actually mm-hmm. performed it um which is not normal for me um it was a very um so when i became a mom um i think there was a lot of expectation that i was just gonna like start pouring out songs about motherhood and I found it 
really difficult to write about that experience authentically because on the one hand, of course, there's just tons of joy and tons of wonderful things happening. And um, I mean, and everybody talks about parent parenting is hard. Um, and it definitely is. And it definitely was for me, especially in those early years. Um, I think it was made um, further difficult by needing to process um, uh, a history of abuse and trauma that I was finding like impacting just my, my life in general. And, um, uh, and certainly coming into play in, in parenting and, you know, not wanting to, to pass that on. And, um, so it is my, it is my song for my kids is also sort of a song for, for myself and for like figuring out how to move forward and how to not, how to like, there's an, you know, you need to be able to open yourself up a little bit more to that experience and um, to, to being a parent and, and like not closed off and to, and so protective, you know, and, um, and so it's been, it was a, that was a, it's been a tough one to put out into the world, but um, it's felt important and um, valuable. And I think it's been, I think it's, I think it's spoken to people which is cool to see um like kind of always feel like that's part of the job is like not just completely um selfish healing although that's valuable but like if we can help make other people's lives a little bit better too that's i i feel like that's part of the part of the job you know so and it's one of the ones that makes me cry every time i hear it so it's uh thank you beautiful Yeah. And when you share Um, such personal experiences like that, a lot of people, a lot of artists have said that it's very difficult sometimes when it's so personal and, and to that point, we're so personal to your core of, of who you are and stuff. And, and at that moment, and there are certain songs that there are other artists that they even have released and they're like, we don't want to really sing it unless it's really requested. We know it's helped other. That's why we put it on our albums, but yeah. 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 It was, um, it was, it's definitely not when we play at every show. Um, there's definitely, yeah. there have been a few things we're like, we don't, yeah, we're not gonna play Shatter Me today. They're not here for that. Um, but, but, you know, I, I know people were hoping it would get recorded and I'm glad that we did it. And um, yeah, so it's, I think as, as, by the time this is released, it will be out there. So, yeah. Absolutely. And I'm sure it'll get more feedback of people saying thank you and it helps me and absolutely thank you so so tell me who how did you both get started in music obviously you started individually and kind of came together collaboratively so uh tell me uh i'll start with dan here on okay. this one make him feel special um, that, thank you i appreciate that <laughs> You're welcome. um the uh i i I've, I've always had music in my family it's always been a really important part of growing up my my parents had this big party every december 23rd um and that for me was like the beginning of the Christmas holiday, basically. Um, and they wouldn't send out invitations and they would buy maybe a couple of bottles of wine. And, and there were, you know, somewhere between 30 and 70 people would show up at my parents, very small Brooklyn house um, and uh, with food and, and drinks and, and people would, um, you know, go, go Chris Christmas caroling. And I put that in quotes only because, um, I remember when I was like seven or eight, we'd go out for like an hour. And then when I was about 17 or 18, we'd go out for maybe 25 minutes. And then now there was one, like whatever the one right before the pandemic in 2019, um, we went out for, I think walked up another block and then came back in because it was too cold. Um, but <laughs> the, but a but big part of that is the fact that they'd sing a whole bunch of fifties and sixties songs and everybody would sing in really like four or five part harmonies and stuff like that. So that's, and so that, that was kind of like one of those things that was always really important to me. Um, and every Sunday, my dad played uh, in a folk choir at mass. He had his acoustic guitar and I, I that's how I taught myself to play uh, by learning a whole lot of hair metal ballads. Um, and once I, once I got Cinderella and Bon Jovi, then I, uh, I decided in high school, I was going to need to form a band and in college I had a band. And, um, then when I graduated, I was like, if I don't stop, I don't 
have to stop. So I just decided not to stop. And then, um, yeah, so that was basically that there, I guess. And I was, I loved doing theater in, in high school and college and even after then. So I guess that's my musical path as succinctly as I could get it. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, well, that is beautiful. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I mean, and I, I, um, I've been doing music like growing up for a long time. I took piano lessons on and off as a kid um, between the ages of like seven and 14. I would do them year on, year off, year on, year off. And, uh, um, you know, started singing when I was probably like 12 or so started getting really interested in singing and um, uh, ended up going to school for music and um which is not necessarily where I thought I'd be going at the beginning of high school, but then it, um, it just kind of took a hold of me and it was like, you know, sometimes you get a thing and it's like, why, why would I do a different thing? (laughs) Um, and, uh, so that was, you know, that was a, an awesome experience. And I, I mean, I, I grew up, um, same thing doing like, learning harmonies and folk choir at church, kind of like figuring things out on the fly too. That was definitely, there weren't as many, there were definitely, there was definitely music around me. I don't know that it was like quite to the same degree as in Dan's case, um, at least in my family. There definitely were musicians, like my great grandmother was like a classical pianist and stuff, you know, that it was, it was around for sure. Um, and, and both my grandpas would, sing all kinds of all you know all kinds of stuff usually just like folk tunes or or old country tunes things like that and um and I got really into theater in in uh, middle school and high school as well um and that's definitely had an impact um on me as a performer and as a songwriter as well like I can't seem to avoid that little like theater tract like kind of running through <laughs> anything I write um so <laughs> it's that move uh, it's, it's the move it's the, yeah uh, right right yeah. exactly yeah. yeah um so yeah uh and then yeah I've been then obviously kept I I was pretty dedicated to that's what I was going to do from probably about 10th grade on so um and I've had moments where I thought about doing something different and then would try it for a while and uh would be miserable so kept coming back <laughs> oh well i can totally understand that when you try something different and you hate it you're like yeah no not me Mm-mm. yeah totally yeah no. <laughs> so who are some of the women that inspire you Ooh. um i love I yeah it. right i was like where's brandy Brandy's Brandy's over on there. Wall somewhere there's brandy right there <laughs> brandy carlisle i um i just think I think she's incredible. I've loved, I've loved her since the story, like, you know, like mm-hmm. it's yeah. just such a great songwriter, so raw and vulnerable and, and, and sensitive and like, you know, every, so much of what she's done, like made sense to me, like, yeah. <laughs> like her yeah. music made sense. Her way of doing it made sense, like on a level that it, I've got her lyrics tattooed on my arm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll never hit the big time without you is my tattoo for my kids from her song, the mother, like mm-hmm. it, it, you know, speaking of songs about parenting, like, I don't, that's the one that like, I'm like, yes, that's how parenting <laughs> feels for me specifically. Like I understand that song, you know, it's not corny and it's not like, you know, it's just, it's everything. Um, so I, I adore her. Um, I, I, I love, um, I also love Sarah Bareilles, you know, again, speaking of like the theater thing that I can't get away from, yeah. like I've, I've like, especially as like a singer and uh, someone who plays keys and who's done, you know, she has that same streak running through no matter what she's doing. And uh, a lot of her lyrics and like the way she structures her lyrics, I've just always, but like, then just also who she is as a person, like, you know, um, I definitely have like, 
don't know. Start naming some people. Then you know some people. You know. Okay. No, I I, I, I have yeah. my list too. I, I I'm go. Yeah, to- you got a good <laughs> list. I I can see it on your face yes. now. So so I my 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 first love was Linda Ronstadt, um, mm-hmm. and and very soon after that was Susanna Hoffs. Not only mm-hmm. because they have amazing eyes, because their voices are just absolutely incredible, <laughs> um, and I love their attitude too. Like I love the 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 fact that Linda Ronstadt could just effortlessly effortlessly. Um, jump from genre to genre and just like just crush every song she ever sang um, and then when the bangles came out I'm like wow that's unbelievably interesting because it's so cool and they I mean it was the 80s so they were you know I'm sure that their their, their look was a big part of it but it was still like they, they were amazing musicians who were great and then I think what really pushed me to want to play professionally, like actually like to get out there and get on a stage and do stuff was when I saw Melissa Etheridge for the first time, I was like, wait a second, you can play rock and roll on an acoustic guitar. That's, that's allowed. And I was like, Oh, I can do that. And that's when I decided that I wanted to, I, I, I feel like that was like the moment where I was like, this is the thing that I think I might be able to pull off. Um, was Melissa Etheridge definitely kind of like shoved me in that direction I think those were great all of the artists yeah. that both of you mentioned are amazing yes oh absolutely agree more. Yeah. and there's probably so many more that I, I can give I mean, you like oh I like them because of this I like them because of this like there's a whole tremendous right. list probably right uh, absolutely absolutely I mean they're I could go on for days too talking about different women and how they've inspired me even and, you know, I just do lyrics. So I'm kind of, you know, out here in left field ball by myself, usually writing lyrics. But uh, yeah. Well, but, so. Amy Lou Harris, perfect example, I think. Mm-hmm. Her lyrics. There you go. Absolutely amazing. Um, yep. You know, I, I yeah. This is like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Well, would you like to go to the really fun segment, the 20 crazy questions? Sure. Let's go. Okay. Let's do, Let's do it. No right or wrong answer. And I promise we will not get arrested yet. Boy, okay. <laughs> Tell us what's your dance like nobody's watching song, the song that you have to dance to. Oh shoot. Um I, that one's I think I have two. One is um this song called No I No I Tres. It's a song um that I I forget who it's even by. Um and it's when the Spanish national team was trying for like a third world cup in a row or something like that. And the song was just amazing. Um, and the other one is let me clear my throat. Cause that song is the best with the horn section and just like the bounciness. And it's just amazing. I love those answers. Um, <laughs> mine, mine are largely like nineties pop tunes. Like, you know, your Spice Girls, right? Like wanna be like that, um, or or I was very deeply into like boy bands in the in the nineties, right? Like so, like but like In Sync, I didn't like Backstreet Boys as much, but like In Sync, I just like you know um, that kind of thing will absolutely get me out of my seat. But then like you you get, I mean. You get Elevation like Blue too is another really good one. That's, oh, that's uh, a that's a fun yeah. one. That's a fun one. Um, yeah, those are the. Bye 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 is an excellent excellent tune. That's an ex. I, I mean, um, and it has yeah. a dance built right in. Like, how would you not? How would you not? <laughs> exactly. Even if you just sit down, and you only do that. Like that's you know exactly what we're talking about. Exactly what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Well, so in your opinion, what's the perfect workout song? Ooh, 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 ooh. I had one. Mm. Something by Rage Against the Machine. Yep. Ooh. Yeah, it has That's- to be something that like gets me aggressive. Something that's like like, aggressive. like literally gets your heart pumping without having to move yet. Right. Or like, oh yeah, it's yeah. It has it. I, it either has to be aggressive or it has to be like super, like like EDM, like really, like you know, inch, 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 like a need. We need a lot, like a lot of yeah. that. Like somebody, you know, took some sort Maybe of beats. like Celine Dion vocals and like threw it over like 
<laughs> Great Water has a couple of rock songs though that actually work really well when you're going for a run. So mm-hmm. yeah, if you don't know Grace Potter, she's a musician from Vermont, rock and roll, very bluesy. Yes, yes. 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 So yeah, if anyone listening to this doesn't know who Grace Potter is, you better go check her out after go I get fix after that. the interviews, everyone. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, so tell me, top two concerts you've ever been to. Oh, we just answered this one recently. Oh, we did. Oh. And and we came up with weird answers and we did. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, largely they're probably, um, at least one of them is a Frank Turner concert. Um, yeah, yeah. at least for, yeah. I think for both of us, at least one of them is a Frank Turner concert. Um, he just puts on a heck of a show and, um, oh, let me see here. And, and, and again, like seeing Brandy Carlisle in concert, mm-hmm. is, uh, we saw, I saw her at the Orpheum in Boston, um, and like, she came out on stage with the twins and they like, because of the nature of the theater, it's so, it's like old and like really designed for like acoustics with, without microphones too. And so they took advantage of it and they did something completely off mic, completely. And just like saying some, harm, it was like, it was amazing. It was yeah. ethereal. Yeah. yeah. So I think, I think those two definitely rank pretty high for me. I mean, and then. Bruce, you two, Foo Fighters, those shows are just spectacles that are just amazing. And I think that, I don't know how people feel about Coldplay, but their shows mm-hmm. are so fun, like super fun. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Coldplay, I remember seeing Coldplay at, um, I think it was Red Rocks, they had fi- filmed it. I was like, oh, that was so oh, awesome. I, I don't remember where I caught that. I was like, oh, I remember just catching it and catching the tail end of it. I don't remember what channel it was on, where it was, how it came up. And I'm like, how did I miss this whole thing and just catch the end? Just came in the house, whatever. Yeah. I would love to see literally anyone at Red Rocks. Like just, yeah. I, that, that yeah. space seems so cool. Like dream venues to play dream venues to see a show. Like, of course you've been there. How dare you? Um, well, well, uh, well, one of the other things too, that I, I, when I was thinking about this, of course, after we, we answered this question uh, last time, I was thinking about this, like, one of the best shows I've ever seen has been like seeing our friends on this small stage in Somerville, yeah. Massachusetts, mm-hmm. and just like the community and everyone's there mm-hmm. and just, just the way that, you know, that everyone's kind of supportive of each other. It's just really an amazing thing that it kind of like, like visiting wine who you probably never heard of, but they're amazing. But um, incredible. yeah. And like that, that is one of the best shows I've ever seen. Um, right. And so I think that's that's a important thing. You can go big, you can go small, and they're both good. That's right. Yeah, some of those, some of the best shows are really intimate ones, or really smaller ones, and some spaces are just magical, and it doesn't matter the size. Absolutely. I mean, I always say like one of my favorites. I won't say this. Probably top two. I wouldn't say. I probably. I don't know if I would pick this or not, but it was one I got to see before everyone knew who Ashley McBride was. And I had just heard of her like a couple of years prior to that. And she really didn't have much music out, obviously that we could find everywhere. Like, you know, when you're an independent artist, it doesn't all come out at once. And, um, yeah. but I remember we got, I got to see her. She was the opener. They didn't even have her on the bill really. Like they're like, Oh yeah, this, this person named Ashley. I'm like, and that was one of like the best, you know, cause she's just such a down to earth, like person too, you know? And it's like, it was just mm-hmm. such a great time to, at the small venue, you know, and not a lot of people come through Florida anyway. So it was so great to just be able to enjoy that because. Yeah. 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 That's so cool. So tell me some albums or maybe an artist or three or five that I need to listen to before I die. Mm. I mean, yeah. Frank Turner for sure. (laughs) Um, Uh Yeah. What did Dan, what was the, how did you describe him on the internet? that one time oh, uh, um, punk rock mr rogers yes <laughs> it's a I like that description yeah very, it's very, very foul mouth and uh yeah. oh actually i don't know if you can see this this is this is my other favorite frank thing that i have it's like uh oh, yeah. it's like a little icon yes. it's hilarious <laughs> <laughs> he's very he's very um he's from the uk and um yeah very much like punk roots with a lot of like folk and Americana coming into his music as well. But um he's, just he's, puts he's on a about acoustic guitar. That's, yeah. That's, and he, yeah. and and just very like again, like very vulnerable lyrics. Um and like 
doesn't doesn't mess like doesn't try to come at things sideways like he's just like this is the truth and i'm telling you the truth right now in your face and then he puts on a show that's just uh that he gets everybody super energized and is like this is a great community look at this amazing community we're building and now we're going to take all that and we're going to go out into the world and make it a better place like take this energy out of the show and like like gets you all riled up and i'm like this is brilliant this is amazing yes we're gonna do that absolutely that's (laughs) yeah like right like professional goals absolutely also i'm fully bought in yes let's go like (laughs) um he's he's fantastic um i feel like we have a um the, the the bends by radiohead is one of my favorites i'm just it's over there that's why i was looking mm-hmm. at that's like um that, that's that's just an amazing record um definitely if you haven't heard visiting wine go listen to visiting wine because they're they're, they're amazing um, um yeah i don't know um some of my favorite albums are uh well like miseducation of lauren hill was formative mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. i listened to that one on end and on end um, and uh, was introduced to Carol King's Tapestry when I was in college, which like certainly was well past when it was released, yeah. but like it just like that is still um, such a good album. Um, I'll just say everything uh, after my time Crows is probably mm-hmm. a really important part of at least my songwriting. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I, go ahead. Oh, right, yeah. Let's say um, Bringing Down the Horse by Wallflowers is one of my favorite mm, records yeah. ever. That's a great record. That's a good one. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, and I mean, I, there are definitely a lot of bands um, in the Boston area that I just, and artists that I just absolutely adore. Yeah, like you named Visiting Wines. They're from, they're from this, they're based here. But I feel like I could just, there's a host of musicians that we know, Rachel Marie and Jesse De Silva and, um, you know, um, yeah. help me i've forgotten names of Luke everyone Soros, i know all of a <laughs> yeah um, yeah let's see who else molly o'leary mm-hmm. uh, uh, man i just like it's like it's right there too i was like wait a second. <laughs> i know like every every person i've ever met um there um there's so, i mean there's just god so many there's so many this is there i'm not answering these fast at all it's all good it's all good cool cool you get you give everyone some really great music to go check out again after the interview i have have to keep repeating that because someone will probably like i go check this out and leave and like no no leave right no good good questions coming up see check out the stickers Mm -hmm. yeah okay so tell me i don't think either of you have guilty pleasure music you know that music that no one knows you ever listen to um, mm. you know, except for may- maybe like, you know, I don't know, baby shark or something weird like that. Um, obviously being a mom, you might, um, that might be like one of your favorite playlists. I don't know. Uh, but yeah. Do you have any guilty pleasure music here? Hmm. I've been trying to lean into the idea of not framing things as guilty pleasure anymore. <laughs> I definitely had a lot of like, like unnecessary shame around my love for like, 90s pop and i think i'm letting a lot of that go as time goes on <laughs> just being like why yes yes i did listen to a lot of like in sync and like listened to every mariah carey album and listened to you know like all these things that like we don't i just i just love i love that stuff i do uh any you know it's a lot of it's a lot of fun and i mean Oh, I don't, oh, here's one, like, um, everybody has a lot of feelings about Imagine Dragons, and I just think they're great, I think they're great, but I get, I get so much crap for this, and I'm just like, I don't care how basic (laughs) it is, man, it's a great, it's great tunes, you know, like, you know, um, I don't know, I remember, I, so, I was a songwriting major in college and one of the funniest moments around guilty pleasure music was um, this is, this is, you know, we're talking like 2004, 2005, somebody, people naming artists and somebody finally just like named Justin Timberlake. And like this, this department was not like 
this is a lot of jazzers. This is like, this is, this is Berkeley College of Music in Boston. And so like, it's a lot of like jazz folks and like very, there was a lot of, there were certain spaces that were very snobbish around certain artists and genres and whatever. And, the, and, and I remember like someone just being like, okay, but I like kind of like that Justin Timberlake song. And then everybody just breathing a sigh of relief in the room and just being like, oh my God, but right. Like, you know, like, <laughs> but Senorita, it's such a good, you know, I don't know. I don't remember which tune it was at the time, but just being like, <laughs> oh, I can just like stuff. <laughs> like yeah. anyway, that was a very long answer. Once again, Dan, go ahead. Uh, that was a great answer. I, I, I don't have like, yeah. I don't think there's anything in my any playlist, any record that I have that I've kind of like try to hide. Um, You're very I, good about that. You like always just like own like, yes, I love that. Yeah. And, you and, know, um, one, I, I actually was quoted recently as saying that Taylor Swift is the best living American songwriter. Um, <laughs> and, and the quote was in my group of friends and there was a, a I wouldn't say a argument, it was a, a heated discussion that <laughs> happened after that with people throwing out other names. I was like, no, no, she's just that good. She's better. Um, and, and uh, you know, I, I, I grew up in the, the late 80s, early 90s. So um, a lot of hair metal, you know, it's just tremendous musicians doing tremendous things. And I went to see Poison last weekend and I was so excited. 15-year-old me was ecstatic. I have never seen Poison. And then I finally get to see them. And CC DeVille, the guitar player, puts like three-minute guitar solo. And it's just people's minds are blown and it was like this is the coolest thing um so that that's that's if it's good it's good right i I, I agree i mean i listen to everything so i mean i'm always one of those that i like i remember growing up and i'd be like talking about country in school and everyone be like yeah we don't know who you're talking about i'm like yeah none of you listen to anything outside of just the mainstream pop i'm like this is boring i can't have conversations with anyone (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well I mean, garth brooks at that big concert in, in new york i was there it was like it was amazing oh awesome it's like so cool That's, that must have been yeah. for sure i mean i got to see it on video obviously from you know but yeah that must have been so such an experience to be well, there well from where i was sitting or standing or whatever like the video is much better i promise <laughs> <laughs> but it definitely sounded oh. cool <laughs> no so tell me hypothetically if I came to you and said, I need to hide a dead body. Do you know a good Ooh. place? Jersey. Jersey? Um, um, yeah, where would I? I New Jersey, sorry. Right. Um, the, uh, like, we might figure it out. We might figure something out. Yeah, yeah. I might know I, uh, that. Right. I, I'm fairly certain I know some people make it happen yeah oh, that's perfect yep 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 oh I've, I've got some very good answers to that so at least if i ever do need to hide a body there's lots of people i can call apparently so i'm, I'm very thankful to that which is amazing <laughs> and and right. I, I i often wonder like how forthcoming are people people are like oh of course i know or people like totally like get freaked out and like oh and, uh, uh, uh. yeah there have been a couple of those. There have been some people yeah. that are like really freaked out. I'm like, right. it's not serious, people. It's just a joke. I'm like, I'm, I'm not killing anyone for real. I'm pretty sure if I killed someone, I'd be calling 911 myself because I'd be like, yeah. Right? <laughs> I'm trying to save them, you know, like. Right. Do you, have, do you have a game plan for zombie apocalypse? Oh, yeah. Tan's like, yes, I absolutely do. It's like, yeah. Um, <laughs> Maybe she just listen to Dan um, and do whatever he. I, I have a lot of water in the basement. Um, mm-hmm. For some reason, I don't know why. Every time I went to the went shopping, like during the pandemic, I always get like two gallons of water. I just why? In case the water goes out, I guess whatever. And so it just here, just it's not the time to go bad or anything. So, um, other than that, I don't have. I don't have like. <laughs> I can I can teach myself archery again, I guess. I don't know. Um yeah. Yeah, yeah I feel like I, I I feel like um you know I've been we got a lot of we got a lot of wood. I don't know. Like I'm like we have a lot of wood in the backyard. I get that's more vampires. I mean you could still I feel like anything through the 
through the eye, right? Is probably yeah. the solution. Hmm? I've, I've, I'm actually, I, I, also, I love cooking. So my, my, my knives are pretty sharp. So I think that's- There you go. There you go. Could be helpful. Good. So. Uh, I might, you know, might also try- on, knives. Right? I'm like, I don't know. Do we, I think it depends what phase they're at and like how we got there. Like, right, do right, I defend and, them? And, and where we you are know? And, 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 you know- if, mm-hmm. if we're running or if we're boarded up or not, there's a whole lot of things that need to. Right. Right. Exactly. A lot of Maybe. considerations. Are they, Maybe. are they flexible on the type of brain? Like, could it be, you know, birds? Could it be? Yeah. <laughs> there we go. There we go. We could just, this right? is, turn them on to birds. Like could we take a bunch yeah. of worms and shape them into a brain? And would that be enough? Like, is it about the aesthetic? Or, or just really, really oily spaghetti. Right. <laughs> Yes. Absolutely, you know. <laughs> I think we're prepared. I think we're ready. Oh. Uh, so tell me, what job would you be absolutely terrible at doing? Terrible. Oh man. Ooh. Yes. Mm. Well, I, I always thought I wanted to be a firefighter when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. And then my friend who was a firefighter told me about the test and part of the test is crawling through uh this four by four foot by four foot tunnel and it's super long and i'm like no nope i'm out my claustrophobia would not let me do that and i'm like you know what as much as i'd like to be a firefighter and be good at some of it that part you know if if that comes to that and i have to save somebody doing that i I think it'd be pretty terrible it might or you know I, i could just feel heroic and just blast through thinking that I, I'm going to end up on the news or something and just, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Uh, but <laughs> anything involving claustrophobia, I think I probably would not be very good at. Okay. I think I'd be, I think I'd be really bad at like um, being like a scientist in Antarctica, <laughs> like studying, you know, some kind of like, probably some kind of anything that involves like, small life forms like under a microscope we're like looking at that and we're trying to remember a lot of details and they have to be really specific and we're measuring a lot and also it's cold like i just no i'm out and i'll sign up for that one I'll, I'll i would like go for like i'm just saying i wouldn't be good at it i would just I think I'd be bored and I, and I don't, I don't regulate my body temperature super well. So I would be probably really uncomfortable. I, yeah. And like anything like where we got to like get all the detail, I'd probably, I'm like thinking about things that I'm not, I feel like there's a difference between like, what wouldn't you be very good at? And I wasn't very good at waiting tables. I got fired after one day. It was very stressful. You did not have good teachers on that. I'm telling you. No. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, uh, I was not, I was, I was like, that's a lot of information. I got to hold up here. No. Oh no. I dropped something, you know, like I, yeah. yeah. One day, one day was fired. <laughs> oh. So if you won the lottery, what's the first thing you would do? No, you got to get that answer first because I know you. No, have. but I went first the other times. Your turn. <laughs> I just knew you had a good answer anyway. Okay, I, I won the lottery. Um, there'd probably be some paying off of debt, which is not a very sexy answer, but that's just the reality. Um, and then, um, you know, a lot of travel, a lot of like. I do a couple of practical things, but then I'd, I'd want to do some like travel and some cool charity giving and like, you know, I don't think, I don't know that I'd necessarily, and like, like put something in savings this is such a boring answer. Please help me. This is the, <laughs> <laughs> well, just so you know, I think the family not- feud number one answer is pay off debt i'm pretty sure that's our number I, one answer yeah, so absolutely. i mean right 100 pay off debt yeah and then, like, and then what you have to do is, is you have to get, get into real estate but not the way you think you get into right. real estate by buying all of your friends and family's houses and mm-hmm. having them rent it for cheap so you still have the official kind of like you own it but mm-hmm. somebody's there 
and their mortgage goes like down to like nothing. Um, I love this. And then I'd buy an apartment in London and I'd buy an apartment in Santiago de Compostela in Spain. And then I'd buy one in Cusco, Peru. Um, and, you know, depending on my mood, I'd go to different ones. Depending <laughs> on my mood. <laughs> or, or maybe, maybe, maybe not London. Maybe I'll get the one in Reykjavik instead of London. That sounds like it might be worth oh, it. Yeah. Oh, that sounds very exotic. I said, I, we were talking about that whole mega millions. That was huge. I said, okay, so if okay. we win it, what I'd like to do is buy a little land and have like a cottage, not a tiny house, but a cottage. So we can have at least two bedrooms, you know, somewhere mm-hmm. out West, like, you know, one in Seattle, Washington, not in Seattle, but out in the outskirts somewhere that's, you know, big open because beautiful area up there. And I said, maybe one down in Arizona, New Mexico, because I love that area. And then um, Northeast, I said, I think I'm covered now. I'm good. Maybe, maybe maybe Montana, Montana, that nice oh, big, Montana's, big, yeah. big ranch house in Montana. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Barn Dominium. I wouldn't hate that. <laughs> oh, so tell me, what's the last thing you read? I've been, I'm in the middle of rereading The Air Affair by um, Jasper Ford. It's like this alternate universe situation uh but it takes place it's it's in the 80s but still an alternate universe from our 1980s and uh in the uk and this um inventor finds like first of all like books art like books are like like sacrosanct like you don't mess around like and there are people who like get into arguments about like 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 fist fights like like form gangs around like who was Shakespeare and stuff and like who actually was sh- you know and like the Baconians and like the, it's it's very there's some very nerdy literary stuff happening in there but then uh they find a way to like go into books and this like villain finds a way to go into Jane Eyre and he's his goal is to like eliminate the characters from the original manuscript which would in turn eliminate like alter all future like it's 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 a funny it's it, there's like, there's like time travel, because also, gonna... yeah the air yeah. affair um it's the thursday next series because that's the name of the main character is thursday next and um she's a literary detective Okay, perfect. I have that on my to read list now for sure. There you go. There you go. <laughs> my my answer is much much more boring. Um, I, I'm I'm I'm, fin- I'm 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 finishing up a master's degree, so I'm reading a ton of stuff. The last thing I read was an uh, article called "It's Still Open on My Computer," which is why I'm looking at it now. Fit to play musicians' health tips um, about <laughs> proper stretching and 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 maybe even weightlifting and how that's helpful for musicians um whether they're students or professionals um it's, it's a little less exciting than jane Eyre, and but it's but it's <laughs> but, <laughs> valuable yeah mm-hmm. I, I, i'm writing yes, a sir. paper right now um actually just finished it on um mental and physical health of students uh basically why, why do kids stop playing um instruments after they graduate so it's figuring out whether it's a physical thing, I hurt my wrist, so that's a problem, or it's a mental thing, I'm not a good, or this is not worth it, because you are good and it is worth it, so that's the... Here, here. I'm so. I love this. No, I love it. It's much more exciting than my master's. Uh, I have a master's at like an MBA with uh, analytics, so a lot more uh, number and SQL and there are you know, so many numbers doing this stuff. It's driving me crazy. I'm like, come on. I don't want to know all these numbers. Stop. Just give me, let me talk to somebody. Um, yes. Yeah. So, and this may not apply to you, Dan, but I'm going to ask, do you prefer boots or heels? Mm. So my boots have this little heel. They're about this. Right. It's, they're amazing. I got I, my, my brother got married in San Antonio in 2019. And I'm like, I'm going to a wedding in San Antonio. I have to get boots. I got these boots and I love them. And I like the fact that he is, I'm, I'm not very tall. So especially around 
people who I'm friends with. My family are all about the same height, but my friends are all like six two and six three, and so I like a little boost I got in my in my uh, my cowboy boots straight from San Antonio. And so actually from Bandera, not from San Antonio, from Bandera, Texas, the cowboy capital of the world. Um, that's uh, so both both. There we go. Both yeah. for you. Perfect. <laughs> I um I definitely like a boot over a heel. Heels can be fun. But uh, I um, definitely prefer to have my foot enclosed if I'm <laughs> where I like. I like to know where the end of the shoe is. That's pretty crucial for me and my balance. I'm not not a particularly graceful human being, so <laughs> so yeah, definitely also boots. And if it's got a heel, cool. But boots for sure. And, you know, I think after the pandemic and the chaos of COVID, I think a lot more people are less likely to wear heels unless they absolutely have to. I think uh, yep. big trend change there. Mm-hmm. Not saying we don't still buy a nice cute pair for you know a nice occasion, but. Absolutely. Yeah. So this could be a difficult question for some people. Who would you want to play you in a movie about your life? Oh, my God. We were just <laughs> talking about this. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, Mark Ruffalo is what you said, right? Yeah. 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 Did you settle on Mark? Because you were also naming Jeremy Renner as a possibility. I like Jeremy Renner as a possibility. I think either one of them would be great. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, Um, uh, And I think because I like literally we were just having this discussion. I don't remember why. Um, (laughs) I think we landed on like Kate Winslet. And then Mm -hmm. we also landed on um, um, Scarlett Johansson. Right. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, those were yeah. some fun choices. Yeah, so just Marvel movies. That's all. That's all. Just Marvel movies. That's really like largely yeah. just. Yeah, but we'll call them up and get that started tomorrow. Don't worry about that. Exactly. We got that. Yeah. I mean, I've, although I think it just Elba would do a great job, but he's he is he's a handsome man, so maybe <laughs> it just Elba. But again, it's Marvel. Oh come on! I was so. Uh, <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay, so this one is this one might be easy or difficult. I'm not sure. I don't know, don't know how long you talk about where Waldo is, but do you know where Waldo is? I hated Where's Waldo <laughs> when I was a kid. I hate it stressed me out and made me so angry. I could never find Waldo ever. <laughs> Hours I would spend looking for freaking Waldo, couldn't find him. So I clearly don't. I clearly don't ever know. He's usually at the left hand bottom of the page. So he's the place I didn't look yet, apparently. (laughs) At least you didn't say he's behind me. I'm starting to wonder if we have a a good horror movie in the making. So wow, that would be that would be good. Uh, Yeah. Where's Waldo? Like just put in the right. I I just heard the music on the trailer. Like you know, (laughs) where's Waldo? Like I think we need to write this manuscript and get it out. Yeah, let's do it. It's gonna be great. But 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 the 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 trailer is just the 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 puff. It's not the whole hat. It's just the puff of the hat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. As as the O in Waldo. Yes. 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 I'm tell- I think we're just going to set up a date and then get this started. Yes. I know a couple some people that write some screen, you know, to have to screenwriting and so, so I'm like, let's do it now. I'm here for it. Let's yeah. hear it. Okay. I'm here for it. I will be calling you both. Excellent. In, in your opinion, what's the best thing since sliced bread? Ooh. Does it have to be a food item or is it anything? No, it can be anything. Whatever you think is the best thing since sliced bread, whether it's a ring light, a cell phone, I don't know. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Jacob DeBrom. The internet. Jacob Jacob DeBrom. Jacob DeBrom. Yes, he's a pitcher for the Mets. Yeah, <laughs> he's definitely the best thing since sliced bread. <laughs> <laughs> um, digital calendars with alerts. I don't. I I truly could not function without them. Like things they yell at me and tell me to go to places at a time. That's so important. Oh, I love that. (laughs) Yours is better. 
Oh, I think <laughs> it speaks volumes that you need to be yelled at to go somewhere. You're running late. I go. <laughs> yes. My <laughs> side note, true story. Um, one my when my daughter was very small, she like I mean we're talking probably like two. She was like, "That's a clock. It tells us when we're late." And I thought that was very telling. Not the time. It tells us when we're late. Now, as somebody who is a beneficiary of Mary's alarms, I think that I probably would have to say Mary having alarms is really helpful to me. As much as I think Jacob Abraham is the best thing since sliced bread, um, <laughs> Mary having alarms is incredibly helpful to my life, especially when it comes to music. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> They're all good choices, whichever one, you know? Right, right. In your opinion, what is the worst pizza topping? Oh. Let me think here. What's one I really... I don't like love sausage on pizza. Well, you don't need a lot of meat, so... I don't. I don't, but, like, when I did, oh. it, like, wasn't my favorite. I don't, like, love... I'm, like, there, there's a lot of things that are... Like, I even... Like, that's the... Well, I know. Yeah, yeah, I just don't... I don't feel that way about pineapple on pizza, so, like, I... I, I love pineapple. <laughs> I, I have a pineapple tattoo. I know. I don't, I don't like it on pizza, so... It was... It was pineapple and green peppers was like my standard pizza in college i love green peppers on pizza i yes broccoli chicken is the best though i think that is i mean that's a solid one but like yeah that's bad on pizza like tuna fish don't put that on there i don't know bananas i'm like what would be terrible (laughs) like yeah yeah unless you're making one of those like dessert pizzas then the bananas might work with like some peanut butter and chocolate and you know that's a different story but yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that sounds really good right now and we are at Eastern time at dinner time, aren't we? Yeah, <laughs> sure. <are. laughs> oh. So tell me, what do you wish would magically clean itself? The car, the house, kids' yes. room. I don't know. <laughs> all, all, of, of all of those. Yeah, all of it. All, all of those. Yeah. Please just magically clean. I, yeah. You know, I Specifically my room. Not like mm-hmm. the, kids, <laughs> the kids' room. Because whenever we have parties, you know, my wife and I, we just throw everything in our room and close the door. And it just piles up and piles up and piles up. And I want someone just to go in and clean my room and get that. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. That's what we do in our house too. Ours is the dumping room. So yeah. uh, when it's, when it's party, like everything goes in there and then it never leaves. Right. And <laughs> yeah. There, there is a uh, yeah, literally full of sweaters and sweatshirts next to my bureau. And I have no idea what's in it. And I Same. guarantee you it has not been moved in five years. So <laughs> All of this is very relatable. Yes. 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 Yeah. My room. Yes. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. I've been doing some purging, so I can't, I can't test any of the things to sing for five years right now. So yeah. Good for you. Good for you. I support that. Yeah. If you haven't touched in three years, I say you can get rid of it. You're not going to miss it. Absolutely. Absolutely. There you go. But I need the 20 minutes to actually sit there and get rid of it. And that's what you have to. Exactly. Yes. Tell us something on your bucket list. Bucket list. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is a lot of it is travel based. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I was thinking going... like, I'd love to go to Iran one day or, mm-hmm. or see, see Jordan, see Petra and Jordan. Um, I, 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 like, give me a map and I'd, I'd have to go to all of them, you know, like, so that's right. That's my bucket yeah. list. It's going to as many as possible. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see, like doing just, I, I feel like we were talking about this the other day that, that there's a place in Cambridge, Massachusetts, which is right next to Boston um, called the Sinclair. And it's almost like a little bucket because it seems like it's almost doable at this point mm-hmm. for where we are, you know, how many people we get to a show um, the the kind of sound we have. And it, it's, it's like tantalizingly close. And so I, I, Mm-hmm. Little Bucket is probably playing a show at the Sinclair. Then the big bucket yeah. eventually is Red Rocks, I guess. That's the right. <laughs> um, right. 
Just, just make sure you invite yeah. me when you're going. So okay. I come out. Absolutely. Yeah. You're yeah. on the list. Don't worry. Awesome. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. See, it's yeah. little things make my day. <laughs> oh, if you could be a person like Dolly Parton or someone or a position like a CEO or president for the day, who or what position would you want to be and why? Well, I definitely don't want to be a politician of any kind. <laughs> that sounds horrid. Uh, I like the idea. I like the idea of being able to make that kind of change, but I, no thanks. Um, mm. Like, how would I affect that change without? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. I think Bono might be it. Bono's a good. That's a good answer. Mm. If you think about the change that I, 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 one of the things I always come back to is. Um, the reason I know about Amnesty International is because it was on the bottom of a U2 record and when I was in like eighth grade or whatever. And, and, you know, and when he did all that work with George W. Yeah. George W. Bush about helping out um, countries in Africa and and their whole um, with the loans they had all different countries in the world and figure that out. Like, it's like all the good that he's done in the world and, and, the fact that his job is to get on stage with his buddies and sing to 70,000 people a night, you know, that both of those, I think, were two things that I would really want to do. And I think Bono will probably be the, the person. Yeah, uh, I think anybody who's specifically using music and affecting, using that power and privilege to affect change, like, that would be... That would be absolutely incredible because I do love this. I do love this job. I love it. And like getting, you know, the way, the way it changes other people. It's, it's awesome. So it's sort of, I'm like, what, what would I do? Like, but it'd be be really cool to like, you know, get to be a stunt person for a day. Also. I want to be a a stunt driver though, not a stunt person. No. Oh, I want to learn how to do like flips and stuff. Like I want to already, no. I want to embody the person who already knows how to do that. Like, I don't want to, like, maybe I do want to learn, but I don't want to learn it. Or like, or like someone who does like circus arts. Like I want to know how to do that already. I'd want to be a cowboy. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's pretty cool too. Yeah. Yeah. Think we can get a stint on Yellowstone? Why not? Why not? Yeah. I'm very good horse horse. They'll kill us off, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> a couple episodes. All I need. A couple episodes. Be totally fine. You'll get a little IMDB credit. There yes, you go. Yeah, yeah, you did. You did. Exactly. So, do you have any words of wisdom that you live by? If so, what are they? Um, that kind is more difficult than nice but it's more important because you can fake nice you can't fake kind i guess that's Mm -hmm. that's probably really high up there i like that Mm -hmm. Uh, um i uh hmm i had i had something hang on (laughs) when i when i teach voice lessons uh, my general philosophy is if you feel stupid, you're probably doing it right. Um, it's true of most technique things in voice, but I think it's pretty widely applicable. Like if you feel ridiculous, if you feel like this is absurd, this can't, this must be too much. This like, you might actually just be doing it correctly and it's just scary. And um, so I, I think I, I try to bring that energy <laughs> To a lot of places. Yeah. Well, that's great. I love it. Thanks. So what does the rest of 2022 look like for y'all? Some tour days coming up. Yeah. um, So I think possibly by the time this is out, we may be back from tour, but we're going on tour. Um, uh, August 22nd through the 28th. Well, we're kicking it off on the 18th um, uh, 
in Boston or just outside of uh, with a little like house concert and celebration of the new single Shatter Me that's coming out on the 18th. And we're doing like a live stream with that as well. And then we're headed to um, uh, Asheville, North Carolina for a couple of days. We're going to Nashville for a couple of days and then we're heading to Austin, Texas. Um, And uh, yeah, it's called the secret tour because it's a lot of, we're doing a lot of like, a lot of house concerts, a lot of like pop-up shows, a lot of um, busking, a lot of like surprise things where people need to like be in the know to find out where we're going to be. Um, so we're pretty, so pretty stoked about it. Twitter to find out there you go. Gonna, there, there you the, go. Uh, it's three at home band right behind my head. That's um, right. And then we Twitter because I forgot the band when I signed this up for Twitter. I just put three at home because I forgot. That's okay. So. That's okay. Yeah. I can put the link in the description. Thank you. Perfect. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we, we've back, got, um, we have a big show uh, September 18th. Um, sorry, September 9th, 9th. In, in Boston, in Cambridge, uh, uh, Somerville. Sorry, Somerville. And then um, we have a couple of smaller shows. We have a big show on the what they call the South Shore, just south of Boston, Cohasset, on uh, um, October 6th. And then we have a couple of th- other things that are going to be coming up um, in and around there and after there. Um, Mary and I are both going to musically direct a show um, with uh, teenagers. Um, the Percy Jackson musical, The Lightning Thief, mm-hmm. is in November. Um, then we have February, I think, is the yep. uh, is Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. And do you know what the third one is yet? Or I don't know what the third one is yet, uh, but um, we do it. Yeah, it's in May. No. Yeah. The, you know there's so there'll be a lot of a lot of that for much of the <laughs> school year wonderful well yeah. you're both welcome back anytime thank you thank Donna. you for having us it's been so wonderful donna really appreciate it has, it it has been a pleasure getting to know you and meet both of you and uh i'm glad we can come up with some great ideas for hiding bodies and all that good stuff you know and uh, i'll get apocalypse we're ready yeah. we're ready for the zombies and, and the, the horror movie is ready to roll too we're good to go there and uh good stuff coming up it's gonna be great <laughs> thank you again and thank you friends for joining us for another episode have a great day everyone if you enjoyed today's episode of crazy women country don't forget to give us a thumbs up be sure to click the subscribe button for new interviews weekly And thank you, friends, for joining us today on Crazy Women Country, where women's voices matter.